this is coffee number five. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Welcome back, everyone, to coffee number five. And I think that for first time in a very long time, I'm not going to mess it up talk, saying someone's name. Today, I'm super excited that we have in Erin Clear. And you guys know that I'm all about design, that I love the design in graphic design, motion graphics design, but also I believe in creating cultures by design and teamwork by design. And that's how we, I work with my very large team of people. And so today I found out that Claire, I mean, I didn't find out today, I found out a while ago, but she talked about humans by design. Uh, so mm-hmm. welcome, Claire. And I need some explanation here. I need you to explore a little more in this concept because I'm fascinated. Yeah. So human design is a system that basically it's based on our exact time, date, and place of birth. And it really reveals how we are each uniquely wired to thrive. And what I mean by that is how we're wired to make decisions and work within teams and collaborate and partner and parent all the things. It basically like lets us know what our unique roadmap is. And it's a reminder that we all do things differently. And the more we honor our differences, the better we'll feel. The more we try to be similar, the more kind of resistance or challenge we might find. And so how is this aligned with astrology? So it's really just a different system, but they're super useful together. And I think they can be really compatible together. You know, human design does draw from astrology. So human design pulls from a lot of different systems, including astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah system, chakra system, quantum physics, genetics, biochemistry, all the kind of weave together to give us a blueprint of how we operate at our best. So it's a different system, you know, an astrologist isn't going to look at a human design chart and immediately know it in the same way that I can't look at a natal chart and just like get it. Um, But they both are really so useful, but also different. Okay. I'm fascinated. Is this something, how do you learn human design? Where do you start? So there are lots of different ways to learn. You know, it's a very dense system. It's very much like a a lifelong study. You know, I think that there are amazing books out there and there are some great courses. Um, But yeah, there are lots of different educational opportunities. But I think the most important thing to start with is really learning your own design and just like really kind of playing with it in your own life to see how it feels. Um, I think that it is, it's a very, it's an endless well of information, but I think the magic of human design is that the information it offers us is so practical, so great grounded so simple so it very much like offers us things that we can bring into our day-to-day life yeah it's not I, just yeah go ahead i i have to be honest i'm like i'm fascinated by everything that is education but this year is the first time i got my birth chart with uh, astrology and I learned a lot of things, was a lot of information i i love kabbalah is something that i live by and and anything I can integrate into my life and it's not a chore because I think a lot of people want to integrate uh, parts of their life that they don't fit who they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's really like human design more than anything else just like gives us permission. It's just like, I think rarely am I telling people anything that they don't know. It's just like giving them a language and a framework to kind of understand things they've always felt, but never really had like a language or way to actually step into it. Okay. I know you asked me before we started the podcast for my information. Do we want to go a little deeper into that so we can get a little example of what's human design? 
Yeah. And we can also talk about the different types in general, you know, to kind of give people a sense of what the possibilities might be. So in human design, there are five different types, manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. Um, And so you're a manifesting generator in human design. And it basically means that you're kind of this, like, and this is the first piece. There's so much more beyond this, but it basically means that you are like a multi-passionate creator and doer, you know, that kind of naturally has the energy and the creativity and the life force and vitality to like make things happen. And you might find that you like really like having your energy in a lot of things at once. You like feeling really creatively inspired. You can move really fast. You know, you're very independent, um, but it's really about having like the right support and the right team around you. And so much of being a manifesting generator is one, like around boundaries and really learning how to prioritize your own excitement and your own satisfaction and your own joy, because the more lit up and excited you are, the more magnetic you'll become. And also like the more energy you'll have to basically do everything else. And also knowing that like, you're not really meant to stay in one lane. Like you might find that you keep pivoting and shifting and your career is very nonlinear. And like so much of your work is to just stay connected to what you have the energy for and give yourself kind of permission to keep pivoting and keep growing. Oh my God. It's, I have my, I have the chills. You yeah. just, I mean, my team, I don't know if they are online, but I don't know what they will say, think about that. But yes, I mean, I keep going in, in zigzags. I go back and forth and it's hard to keep up with me. I have to be honest. Yeah. And I think it's really important for you to not expect others to keep up with you and for others not to try to keep up with you. I think that I talked to the manifesting generator client recently and, you know, she said she had just gone through six assistants because she was so disappointed because none of them moved as fast as her. And I was just like, they're not meant to, you know, like you, you really got to appreciate that. Like they bring a different gift and a different skill set to the table. So I think human design is so useful in the context of teams because it really helps us know how to kind of manage and work with people that are different than us. And I think a lot of manifest generators I've worked with have kind of made themselves wrong for that have been like I'm doing too much I like I'm too scattered I like I'm not like honing in on just one thing but like so much of your gift is actually that multi-passionate nature and not choosing just well, one thing. Th- th- I think it's about finding your core beliefs that it took me many many years to feel like apparently because I'm a general manifest generator manifesting manifesting generator, generator manifesto generator uh I don't fit any box I, yeah. It was hard for me. School was crazy. And for me, it was hard to work in a nine to five job because I was going faster than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and again, an amazing gift and a gift unique to you. You know, the gift of manifesting generators is finding the quickest way to get from A to Z. But in doing so, you might skip a bajillion steps along the way, you know, and so it's really good to have people around you that can like very much be in the step by step process in a way that really frees you to just kind of be in that powerful creative flow. Oh, my God, I have to tell this to my husband, because he always say you want to put duct tape, you want to put a uh, fast glue on everything. Well, yeah. it, it, it works for me. So and totally. then it worked for me. So why would waste time in doing something another any other way? Totally. And, and I think that's what people need to find uh, a little bit more who they are and what they're good at, not trying mm-hmm. to fit in other people's boxes. And I mean, this that's a big issue I have with education. Mm. Because in education is you have the people in the middle, people below, and people higher. So they're always trying to level in the middle. And yeah. I think that society prepares us for that. I understand mm. why they do it. I understand why they do it because they cannot have different teachers for different levels. They cannot individualize education for each student. It's mm-hmm. not possible. 
in in many ways. But at the same time, we are, I feel like we're not preparing people for after they finish with education to say, okay, now I'm free to accept who I am and to find who I am really, and then use those skills. So again, I would like to start that way that you gave us a little bit about myself and you show that this is anyone who knows me knows that what you said is completely 100% true. So I want to go deeper into these five different types types or types of personalities. How do you call it? Just types. Okay. Types, Uh, different types. So we can understand them a little better. And also this is how, I mean, after how do you work with people? Like after you find out this information, then it's something that you can go deeper and deeper and find in other levels, how people use this information. Yeah, you can definitely go deeper and deeper and deeper. Type is just the first piece. There's so much underneath it. So I think that um, my work with people is very much in helping them use human design in their lives, you know, to just find more flow and how they're building their businesses and working and partnering and parenting and all of it. So um, I offer written guides, I offer sessions, and we can talk about that stuff at the end, but lots of different ways to kind of play with it. And also mm-hmm. in partnership, like, for example, like sitting with you and your partner and helping you understand and appreciate how different you are, you know, yeah. and it, it offers us such a language to kind of just like better work with people, whether it's our kids, our partners, our teams. Um in terms of the different types. So there are projectors, manifesting generators, generators, manifestors, and reflectors. Mm -hmm. And every type in human design will have a strategy of how they're kind of best designed to create the right opportunities for themselves. So we talked about you being a manifesting generator. Mm -hmm. And the last piece that I would share about that is that your strategy in human design is about letting things come to you. You're very magnetic by nature and you're not really meant to like sit at home and like come up with the next thing out of thin air. Like you're really here to be like out in the world and see what shows up and what sparks you and what excites you and kind of like, just like let your gut drive you, you know? And so for you, you're very much here to be like in response to life and really kind of very naturally magnetic and not chasing after enforcing. Is it, is it possible that someone has hidden their personality or not, not letting oh, yeah. bring those traits because Honestly, there are many of the traits that I have now that I didn't have it growing up. And I don't know if it was society or maturity or what it is, but it's some, some of the traits was something that I, f- I feel like I kind of work toward. Yeah. I think that we often haven't felt like permission to live our design. So I think human design really kind of returns us to that. But yeah, I think when I first discovered my design, I was like living none of it, you know? So I think human design really like reminds us of our potential, but it doesn't mean we're living it immediately. Um, So some of the different types, you know, we talked about manifesting generators. We also have generators and they're very similar to what I share is some people group them together entirely, um, but they are a little bit less often around like wanting to do all the things and moving really quickly. Like they're very much around mastery, like really going deep into a process, kind of like one thing at a time, really kind of diving deeply into that thing. If you're a generator and you also love doing lots of things at once, I'll never tell you not to do it. You know what I would ask you, like, do you really have the energy for all of them right now? You know, and your strategy in human design is similar to what I just shared in terms of like letting things come to you and not chasing after letting things show up in your world and spark your gut before you go after it. Um, we've got projectors. 
So projectors, I'm a projector and projectors are very much here to be the leaders, the guides, the advisors, the teachers, not here to do all the doing. So, so much of being a projector is really learning how to honor the ebbs and flows of your energy and not do, 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 you know? So if I try to be like you or keep up with you, I would just not do a great job, you know? So, so much of being a projector is like not trying to be a doer um, and knowing that your gift is around like the way that you see and your perspective and your sensitivity to other people. And often as projectors, we love systems that kind of help us better understand people and how they work um you know the strategy oh go ahead now I feel like I want to have for everyone in my team I want to know what personality it, what type it is because I will know how to deal with them or to communicate with them better or what I mean, to expect it's exactly that that is why I got into human design I literally came from a background of like so many amazing startups with so many dysfunctional teams and I think the value that I saw so immediately in human design was oh my god we can use this to work better together because we just like can really learn how to communicate with each person like how they work in teams what kind of support they need so 100% yes it's like such powerful work to bring into teams and it makes you feel so seen we have someone in my team who does the interviews and many times I'm there too or the coordinators of the area and something that we all agree is that in paper, someone can be great and even have the experience. But if we don't feel like it's a good fit for that team, it not, nothing else matters. 100%. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I just, I'm going to go back to the types because I know that we're skipping around, but you know, we all have a different way of making decisions in human design and your way of making decisions is very much around based on your gut feeling in the moment, Yes, you know? And so, and it's not sleeping on things. It's like in the moment, super spontaneous, like it feels good or it doesn't. And it's so going to be true for hiring too, of like, this feels right. This doesn't. And knowing that like, you might not always be able to justify or explain your decisions. Like there's such a visceral feeling in your body often just knows things that like before you can even conceive it with your mind. Well, something that we do, for example, in the company, I told you that we have a very unique work culture and my whole team were 50 people all around the world, different countries, and we have uh, co-working all day long. We have parties, we have challenges, we have a lot of fun together, but also when we need to hire someone is what are we looking for before the skills? What yeah. kind of balance we need in that person? What do we need that person to bring to the team? Yeah. Because what we're looking is something, a personality to bring to the team also. You're not only bring skills, someone yeah. brings something else to the table. I, I think that, uh, I mean, something that you talk about is leadership. And for me, being a good leader is being a good mentor too, but also finding um, the skills that we need as an individual the, mm-hmm. I mean, we need someone that is a little more hyper. If you need, an, you have a team that is really chill because we need them to to bring that um, anxiety or that uh, that passion or that urgency to the work. Totally. Dep- depends on what I need, and I feel like many times during the recruiting process, and I had that issue when I was looking for a job. They weren't looking for that. They were looking just yeah. for skills. Yeah. No, they've got to be the right match. You know, it, it benefits no one. You know, it doesn't benefit the hiree or like the the team to really kind of be working at a team where it doesn't really feel very good. And I think human design also reminds us that we all need each other. You don't want a team of all manifesting generators. You don't want a team of all projectors. Like you need balance. You need difference. Like you need people that kind of balance each other out and offer really different skills. So it's such a cool and such a powerful tool in teams. Okay. Um, uh, let me finish. Let, I let you finish with the types. The types. I have okay. so many questions. 
very manifesting generator you know <laughs> popping around um no and that's not true for everyone but your design for sure in particular so I think that projectors you know um just to finish that again the leaders the teachers the guides really here to be invited in so I think as a projector I would really reflect on where in your life you feel the most recognized and invited in and they're like the right people for you are the ones that deeply see you deeply recognize your value treasure you and like are inviting you in to share your perspective so you know, really knowing the invitation is kind of your most powerful tool to actually know who's ready for you, who to work, who to date, all of it. Um, and also know that part of our work as projectors is about making ourselves visible and letting the world know that we exist so the right people can invite us in. So sharing on Instagram or newsletters or events or with your community, just like putting yourself out there in a really authentic way and letting the right people resonate with you. Manifestors are really here to feel free, autonomous, and in control. They're really not here to be told what to do or manage or guided in any way here to do things on their own terms and in their own way. Um, and they're really here to initiate. They're here to like make the first move and get things started and like get the ball rolling. Um, their energy is going to often operate in creative spurts where they can make a lot happen and then need to rest. Um, and they're often very innovative where they can kind of see where things are going before others do. So really being in a space where that innovative nature is so valued. Um, and their strategy is about making the first move and also just keeping the people around them like in the loop of what they're choosing. And finally, we have reflectors. These are basically like our collective mirrors. These are people that are super sensitive to their physical space and basically are always taking in and magnifying whatever space they're in, whether it's their family or city, a community, um, their home. And so it's so important to kind of be in spaces and around people that feel really good because they take that in so deeply. Um, and the magic of reflectors is very much in their fluidity. They will have periods where they feel like a manifesting generator like you, like a projector like me, like a manifester, like a generator. And their job is not to choose just one thing or show up in just one way, but like honor whatever feels like them that day. Um, and then finally, just their gift is really in their kind of perspective that we call them evaluators. So it's really important to kind of be in spaces where they are so valued for that because they just like see and sense and feel things that most people don't. So reflectors are the evaluators, manifestors, the innovators, manifesting generators, the multi-passionate doers, generators, the creative doers and projectors, the advisors. Oh my God, that's a lot of information. Thank you so much for that. Uh, of course. There is any, like, for example, like it, I was someone who did uh, their birth chart was telling me it's normal that the mothers and the daughters uh, have certain simili uh, similarities in their chart. It exists in human design, any kind of similarities into parents and kids or into uh, partners or best match or something like that? Yeah, I think that like, I definitely see similarities at times, but I just kind of think that we like really have the people that we need to be surrounded by. You know, I think we just like attract those people. And sometimes it's going to be people with very similar designs so that we can like learn similar lessons together. And sometimes it will be people that are entirely different. So I don't think in terms of, if we were talking about like best matches, I'm never going to look at like two partners and say like, you know, you're doomed or you're destined to be together. Like, I think that we can make anything work. It's more about like, how much can we honor how different we are or how much can we lean into like our similarities and appreciate that in each other. So I think there are benefits to both. Um, but I think that what's most important is just like understanding and appreciating the differences, because I think where we get really tripped up is when we try to be the same. Yeah. Like I, can, I can totally be, uh, see where that comes from the Kabbalah that is like growing the relationships. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's growing the relationships by honoring how different we are, you know, it's by really like it's giving us space to really understand people on a really deep level. So we just like know our kids deeply and our team and our 
parents and our friends and our partners so we can just like really appreciate how they work and really communicate with them accordingly. I think George Bernard Shaw said that, but don't quote me on this. And I, it's like we fall in love with, um, with the differences, not the, with the similarities. That we, you know, we fall in love with the imperfections of others. That's what he said. And I, I think it's so true because you don't want to be perfect. You don't fall in love with anyone perfect. You find in, in fall in love with the balance or those relationships work because it's a balance. Otherwise, if it would be all the same, we would be constantly crash. 100%, you know, and, that, and that's the magic of human design. It's just like reminding us that we all do it differently. And the more we honor that, the better we'll feel. You know, and I love the idea of falling in love with the differences because I think that like, I find that the more we understand what those differences are, the closer we feel, you know, mm-hmm. like the more connected we feel. And like, you can imagine on your team, if you like want them to show up like manifesting generators, like it's going to be disappointing. But if you really like understand and appreciate how they each uniquely operate, it can actually like bring you so much closer together and it'll probably make them feel so seen. But also it happens like, for example, if there will be a designer who is a manifester generator, they wouldn't be able to do their job probably because they, they couldn't co- complete. I mean, I wouldn't be able, I call it sometimes now I understand this, maybe I'm not ADHD. I'm just <laughs> this type, but I, for some roles, for some uh, activities, you cannot be probably one type because just to not complete it. Yeah, I think it depends because there's so much more nuance underneath it in terms of like really shedding more light. And I really, I never want to tell people that they can't do a thing because of their design. It's more about how can they do it in a way that actually works for them. So I really believe that like anyone can do anything, but it's more about like structuring that role in a way that actually is effective for them. Maybe it's about having the right support, moving at the right pace, like having the right deadlines, all of that stuff. So, um, but yeah, and again, there's so much underneath it, but like, yeah, if a manifesting generator is so lit up by that, like, and if they have the right support, I think they could probably do anything. Um, but it is, again, it's so much more, which is like, how can we do it in a way that actually works for us? That's amazing. Erin, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I know that you have a special code for our audience today. And so if you want to tell us how to find you, uh, give us a code and anything you want to share with us. Yeah. So you can find me at Erin Claire Jones on Instagram. And my website is erinclairejones.com. Um, and if you want to dig into your design, I know we just touched on the pieces briefly today. Like I think that you can, I offer written guides to your unique design. So that basically is like a book to you. And it's really just meant to deliver the information in a really kind of empowering, accessible way. So the discount code for that is coffee and five. Um, and then I offer also individual sessions, private sessions, team sessions, if you also want to kind of get together and dive deeper in that way, as well as group workshops. Um, but really just such a powerful tool to just like align with exactly who it is we are and give ourselves permission to fully step into that. That's amazing. Well, thank you again so much for being here and for of course. all this knowledge that you gave us today. <laughs> of course, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. It was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.